When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, Nick, we're back from the break. Um, we were just talking about my bird scooter injury, uh, <laughs> which, I mean, I can jump into that story if you want me to. I know that you. No, tell the story. You, you brought it up. You talk about bird scooter. I was like, what? Well, it was um, it was the uh, night before OU Texas in 2018. Uh, I was there covering the game for um, the school newspaper, and I was out with some friends the night before, and we had been, uh, you know, going out and stuff. And so we got on one. Of, it was it was right when the like bird and lime scooters became like a big thing, and they were everywhere. So we were in Dallas, and uh, we're just birding to the next place we're gonna go, and and I just didn't see a curb and. I nailed it and I, I flip over and I just land, you know, my right hand first. And, uh, it just, it breaks like right at my elbow and, uh, my buddies like are just, you know, they're dying laughing. And I'm like, right. hey, I think I need to go to the emergency room. And, uh, luckily my uncle, uh, lives in Dallas and he has a, um, he's like an emergency room doctor and it's like midnight. So I, I just go to his place and he's like, he's like, yeah, uh, you know, because I was like, I have to work tomorrow. I have to be able to write and type and everything. And he's like, well, if we put you in a cast, you're not going to be able to do any of that. Or like, if we you know, wrap you up tonight. You're not going to do any of that. He's like, but I can put you in a sling and you can just take a ton of Advil and suck it up. So that's what I did. I went to the game the next day, wrote a story. Oh, OU ended up losing. It was like a crazy game. Kyler Murray like had this, you know, crazy comeback performance and all this stuff. And then I remember I went to the emergency room immediately after the game and had them put me up there like when did this happen i was like last night they're like why did you not get this fixed earlier and i was like i had i had to go to the work now now here here's the thing uh, george i always ask my kids after they do something they shouldn't do so i'll ask you what did you learn from that situation i, I learned that i shouldn't have been doing that uh i've not been on a scooter since um i can promise you that i've not been on a scooter since and i also i also and my parents are going to listen to this uh but i lied to them for like a year oh. I lied to telling him I was not on a scooter. I just okay. George confessions didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now they give me crap for it, but uh, and it costs quite a bit of money. So I'm sure my dad was super happy about that um, with the with the insurance. <laughs> but, oh, but, uh, come on, George. I know, I know. But Nick, let's jump. Let's jump into some special teams. Um, I, I with the injuries going on, and you and I talked about this yesterday. I thought you brought up a, a fantastic point at practice about why maybe the special teams 
struggled a little bit. And when you have injuries, all of a sudden guys are maybe playing special teams and starting on both sides of the ball. We saw that with Alex Singleton and Jonas Griffith, and, and we talked about that a little bit yesterday. Nick, do you want to dive into why you know maybe the special teams unit wasn't as successful, especially on, on kickoff? I think it was kickoff coverage, and then obviously I, I talked to Montreal Washington yesterday, and we can get into that a little bit later. But explain your reasoning for you know these guys that are you know starting on defense. All of a sudden, they have to go on on kickoff as well. Yeah, that that's a part of the game that uh, most. Uh, individuals don't really pay attention to and most fans don't really look at as being a difficult uh, position for a defensive player to be in. As a guy that played uh, over 10 years in the NFL and, and majority of the time I played on all special teams except a PAT field goal, I can personally tell you that that is exhausting. When I was watching the game, that's the first thing that jumped out at me because the Broncos almost had a punt blocked on the, on the right side and I saw you know, Jonas Griffith, and I saw Alex Singleton. I'm just like, what are those guys doing on special teams? And, and usually, you know, uh, Alexander Singleton, he would be a guy playing on special team if Josie Jewell was uh, up for the Seattle game as a starting linebacker. But it's exhaustive, man. You have to run down on kickoff team, and then you have to line up. And just think about it, you're the, you're the middle linebacker. You got to get the calls in. You got to disseminate it to the guys uh, on the field. And then when guys start to move and shift offensively, you have to have the ability to speak up and speak up loudly and kind of let them know what to do. But George, I don't know if you have experienced one of those situations. You talked about, you know, falling on your wrist, but you ever experienced a situation when you needed to talk and you couldn't talk and you just had cotton mouth and your mouth and your tongue was sticking together. That's exactly what happens to those guys. And I'm sure it happened to them because during the preseason, you know, they got a taste of it in the Buffalo game. That's why I feel that's why that Buffalo game was so bad. And that's why when I look at the Broncos special teams heading into Sunday's game, that is a slight concern for me. Simmons is out. So that means that Caden Stearns could end up being the starting safety for the Broncos. And, oh, by the way, he still has to play special teams. And for me, if I'm a Dwayne Stoops, I'm looking at someone else on as a reserve corner or linebacker. No, I'm going to stick you guys in there because we need them more on the offensive, I mean, the defensive side, then we need them on special teams and you don't want to have that drop off. So that is something that is a concern with Simmons going down, Josie Jewell going down, and you're having Jonas Griffith and you're having Alex Singleton and probably Caden Stearns all still playing on special teams while doing their defensive duties. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they end up figuring that out because I do think, Caden has been on, I want to say kickoff and maybe punt um, as one of the coverage guys that, you know, the past uh, two years now. And, and he's obviously a guy that they trust a lot on special teams. Same with PJ Locke, right? I mean, if he's ended up playing a, a bigger role and all of a sudden, you know, I know he's on, on several special teams units. It, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And then also, you know, we mentioned Josie Jewell. He didn't practice on Wednesday. If he's not practicing still by Thursday and Friday, and he's probably out again. And you're looking at Alex Singleton and Jonas Griffith again playing special teams and, uh, you know, playing defense, which uh, maybe they mix that up. Maybe they they put in, I don't know, maybe Nick Benito, who I, I don't think Nick Benito played one snap, but he was active on, on, on Monday. And maybe they say to him, say, hey, you've got to play some special teams for us this week. And I don't know how comfortable they are with a rookie doing that. But I, I, I just think that they've got to maybe look at other options because I think you bring up a really good point is, especially Alex Singleton, 
when you know they go into that dime package and they have one linebacker out there, it's Alex Singleton. At least it was uh, on Monday night. It was Jonas Griffith coming off the field and Alex Singleton calling the defense with the green dot. So it's going to be interesting to see, do they pull Alex off of it? Hopefully they get Josie Jewell back and that fixes some of the issues there. But now they have to deal with that at safety. The other one I wanted to ask you about, Nick, and I brought him up earlier, is Montreal Washington. It, obviously, when they drafted him, it was very clear. He's going to be the return guy. And there was a lot of high hopes. He had a great training camp, looked great in the preseason. Uh, and things just didn't open up for him Monday night. And I don't know if that was he got a little too antsy, which is what he told me on the first kickoff return, is that he should have never brought it out of the end zone, uh, which is going to happen with a rookie. And we, we talked to Dwayne Stooks about that last week, and they weren't really concerned about that. And, of course, there he is on his first kickoff return, and he brings it out when he probably shouldn't have. And then it looked like the other returns, he just didn't really have a whole lot of blocking. I don't want to blame the other 10 guys. And, and that's kind of what Montrell told me. He's like, yeah, there just weren't a ton of lanes. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you can speak to a returner uh, on that side, but like, are you concerned at all about Montrell Washington? Is it just, hey, welcome to the NFL moment? Uh, what do you maybe expect from him you know, moving forward? Well, let's start there. He did have his uh, welcome to the NFL moment because – the big running back, DJ Dallas, came down and smacked him one time. And that one that you were talking about, and Montreal talked about himself, that he shouldn't have brought it out. You, you can see the hesitation just a little when he's having that conversation with himself. But he brought it out. I mean, and, and I can understand why. He's been making plays all training camp, and he wanted to be a spark uh, on, on the special teams unit. But unfortunately for him, and you wouldn't say it. I was hoping you said you really wouldn't go there, but I'm going to say it. That blocking up front wasn't great for Montreal, right? It, it, let's be let's be totally honest. And and what those returners are looking for, George, they're looking for somewhat of a crease or an alley because they're taught to run to the backside of their blockers. But th there was there was no block no backside because guess what? Seattle Seahawks uh, special teams unit they did a great job of spreading the field, beating the front line of the Broncos on the on kickoff return. So hopefully, you know, they've worked on some of those issues, being in position, making sure that they can give a backside for Montreal to find to hit deadline. Because, look, we get a chance to watch practice, and we watched it all training camp. This, this kid is special. People wonder, well, why would the Broncos go out and draft uh, a returner for these particular reasons? And I know we didn't see uh, a great showing on, on Monday night, but we know what he's capable of, and it, it's – not just the returner, George. It's the guy, the other 10 guys up front. They have to be committed to making their block and say, well, you know what? When we turn on the film uh, in two days after the game, I want to make sure that I'm not the guy that Stukes is yelling at, right? And if all 10 of those guys believe that and they have that type of fear in, that, in their minds, they're going to maintain their blocks and sustain them so they can create a crease for Montreal. Yeah, and I think they'll get better at that as the season goes on. Again, it's a tough environment to go into, especially as a rookie. To I mean, and he it's not like he was playing major college football, and that's not to take anything away from him. But you better not let him hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I, look, I, he had a great game against Florida last year in the Swamp, I believe, uh, and he's played on big stages. But, you know, when you go to Seattle – uh, in that type of environment, that type of crowd, Monday night football, uh, I'm sure he was a little probably overamped, uh, and I think he'll he'll settle back in this week because, like you said, we've we've seen it before. The, the kid's got 
a lot of talent. And, and again, it's not all on him. I don't think uh, only maybe only the first kickoff return was on him in terms of, you know, he probably shouldn't have brought it out. But I, I do think the lanes will open and, and it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend because I'm, I'm looking here at the stats from from the Houston Colts game. It looks like the Colts didn't have one opportunity to return any kicks. They, they, they uh, kicked it through the end zone for a touchback, I believe, every single time. And then he, it looks like they did have a couple punt returns uh, for a seven-yard average. So maybe he'll, he'll get a chance on a punt return. But I do think special teams is going to be a key for, for this game and moving forward. I mean, we've seen it, Nick, in the past when, when Tom McMahon was the special teams coordinator, that they lost games because they weren't very good on special teams or they were became you know uh, close games because they made a mistake on special teams and obviously the field goal i don't know if i put that on the special teams unit uh on monday night missing that field goal but it, it is going to become a factor this season what do you think of Dwayne stukes and the job he's done and, and do you do you have a little bit of hesitation after that first game and how they you know didn't really execute on kickoff coverage as well as they probably had hoped and also, they didn't, you know, have any big returns as well. And then, and then they also, like you said, they almost gave up a blocked punt on the one punt that they did have. Well, as a guy that uh, played his entire career on the special teams unit, and I cut my teeth uh, in the week before becoming a starter on that unit. I'll, I'll tell you this: it's one of the most important units uh, out there. I know it's three phases of the game, but when you think about every game, it starts off with a kickoff. Right. And and I know Coach Stukes probably gave it to the guys and that's me being putting it mildly. But I'm sure those meetings were really spirited because when you see him, he's a coach that's uh, really fired up. He played special teams himself. And I know he, he's taking it on his shoulders and saying, well, my unit did not uh, come up to uh, a play up to my particular standard and didn't have an impact on the game. It was a negative impact. And yes, you do count that uh, failed field goal. Uh, to lose the game uh, against special teams because that, that was a special teams opportunity and McManus didn't really come through uh, on that part. But, yeah, I mean, you, you're a little upset. A lot of things were not uh, as clean as you would like. But it was it was a – when you look at it, first action for a lot of those guys. It, it sounds like a justification and an excuse. And in this case, I guess I'm giving one. But I'm sure he's looking at it and say, well, we can't give excuses. We have to do our part uh, to make sure that we don't – hinder the team's ability to win the game and we have to do something to contribute to the victory as well so i'm hoping uh to see a better outing by the guys on special teams especially that coverage team there was a couple of guys who were not really in their lane and you, uh, george i know you said that you didn't play football but i can tell you one of the most dangerous plays in football is running down on kickoff and not seeing that that blindside block and i think tyree cleveland on the left side he found out what that was like, and hopefully he's learned from that. And when you're running down, you got to keep your head on a swivel. So I'm interested to see how this team responds on Sunday, but I'm really interested to see how this special team unit as a group on all all, all I'm talking about kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return, and PAT field goal. All those guys, I want to see how they bounce back and how they play collectively together. Yeah, and I, I will say I thought it was interesting. It seemed like – they were purposely uh, kicking it short on the kickoffs and they wanted to try and cover the kicks and, and pin them deep or something because we know Brandon McManus can kick it through the end zone the majority of the time. And it's, it seemed like they were uh, trying to kick it short. Did you, did you see that just quickly and then we'll, we'll hit a break, but I, I just felt like that was an odd thing where you could just easily kick it through the end zone. 
Well, you know what? I, I know Coach Stukes had that kind of philosophy in the preseason games. He wanted to see yeah, what yeah. guys could actually play. I'm, I'm hoping that wasn't the case, and that just was a case of McManus not putting enough uh, leg on the kick because, once again, you don't want to give your opponent you know, great field position. So hopefully that wasn't the concept and the idea, and hopefully that's not the concept and idea going into this Sunday's game against the Texans. Yeah, I don't think it will be after the – <laughs> the way they returned the ball, I mean, I <laughs> especially now. Now you're back in Denver, you can really you can kick it further than anywhere yes, else. So, exactly. So I would assume they'll kick it through the end zone. But uh, Nick, let's hit a break, and then we'll come back with our keys to the game against the Texans. 